Okay, so I'll, I'll just introduce the show and then Trace will introduce you. Welcome to Oh Brother, Not Another Podcast. We are an official Apple podcast and on many other platforms. And um, my name is Migs Burroughs. And I'm Trace Burroughs. And uh, if you like the show tonight, please leave a review. Today we have um, the group Bonham Bullock. There's a little dash in between. They <laughs> use an ampersand. Anyhow, it's comprised of husband and wife, Deborah Bonham, uh, sister of legendary drummer from Led Zeppelin, John Bonham, who had her own previous albums and has toured with uh, Robert Plant, Foreigner, Paul Rogers, Jeff Beck, Van Halen, Slash, Humble Pie, and many others. And Peter uh, Bullock, who's also toured extensively in the UK and Europe, who's an electric guitar guitarist and songwriter as well. So thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. And yeah. I apologize for Peter not he, he can just stick his head in. He's just running out of rehearsals because oh. we're off tomorrow. Yeah, on your tour. Were you going to Belgium as the first? Belgium is your... And here he is. Now he's just doing his hair for you. Oh, okay. good. <laughs> oh good. That's important. We you wouldn't we wouldn't allow, I did we wouldn't that, allow I did you that. on. I did that hair on the left. That, that very good. Yeah. We, we, we wouldn't allow you on if you didn't do your hair. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, seeing as you guys are so bouffanted, I thought, you know, you know, you're setting the standards here, so I better get sorted. <laughs> well, thank you very thank you very much for making a cameo appearance. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got to get back to rehearsal. Okay. So you have a new album you've had together. You've had two albums, right? And the latest one is uh, Can't You See What You're Doing To Me. That is that just come out? That's a single, yeah. That's, that's just come out. Okay. Yeah. What's um, called? That's a single. The album's just called Bon and Bullock. And, oh. um, and it's just come out 29th of April and um, on Quarter Valley Records, who are an American-based, uh, L.A., California-based, rather, um, a label and have been fantastic. So yeah, we're really excited. It's you recognize? Do you recognize this guy behind me? I do. <laughs> I have a little Albert <laughs> King story. So you're single, can't. Yeah. Just... Is that a young Albert it King? Is, it oh, is. Wow. It is. So we you saw Albert King came to our little town in the 1970s. There was a little uh, club here. We we're only a town of 24,000 people. Tiny little town, a suburb of New York. And there was this great little uh, club called the Players Tavern that had amazing acts. James Cotton, Blues Bland, Richie Havens, the Ramones, and Albert King. So we, I was there. I asked Trace. I don't think Trace was there at the time. but um, And it's a tiny little club with 100 people sitting around tables right on this little platform. And Albert King's band gets on. He wasn't there yet. And they're jamming and warming up the audience. There's a window behind them. And you could see the tour bus. And Albert King is outside with a squeegee cleaning the windows of the tour bus <laughs> while his band is playing. <laughs> so I see on that paint on that painting. Mm. I can see. Can you see one of one of his teeth? Yeah, slightly discolored. Yeah, yeah right. Slightly discolored. That's from smoking the pipe. 
Oh, is that is that true? It's not a gold tooth. I didn't. This is by uh, a famous graphic artist, uh, Milton Glaser. I bought this poster years ago, uh -huh. uh, autographed by Milton Glaser, who did this uh, painting of Albert King. So on your new album, um, you do covers of blues mostly. Is that describe your album? Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's our sort of interpretations of some classics, like the Albert King song. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also some um, contemporary as well and some obscure. So it's sort of, it's all rooted in the blues, but with a bit of soul and a bit of rock in there as well. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's quite a sort of... Uh, Which, according to Buddy Guy, is what the blues is, thrown into well, a gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've got a lot of great players on this album. How... What was your process in selecting them and name a few of them? Oh, well, no, it's, it's the band, really. Um, oh. I mean, the band, the, yeah, the band's the band, and that's Peter on guitar. Um, oh, I, keep, uh, I keep getting Jared, out of shock. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Lewis on keyboards, Ian Rowley on bass, and Richard Newman on drums. So Richard used to play with um, uh, Rory Gallagher and uh, uh, Steve Marriott. Um, so he's got quite a degree. His dad was, um, t it is Tony Newman, who was in Sounds Incorporated and played with David, Jeff David Beck Bowie. and mm. played with David Bowie. Yeah. So um, that is the band. And then, you know, as we were making the album, there were just a few things organically came to mind that was like, oh, I really fancy some pedal steel here. And our dear friend BJ Cole is one of the greatest. So we just rang him up and he came and played, and then there was yeah, some... I know over the past 15 years, BJ's played on two other albums of ours as yeah. well. Uh, one, one of them he played on was uh, Jerry Shirley was on drums from Humble Pie. Yeah. And uh, whenever we were in the studio, uh, the pair of them realised that uh, they were last together in something like 1971 when yeah. BJ Cole played on a Humble Pie album. Yeah. So... They got to re they got to reunite nearly fifty years yeah. later on, on our on album. Our albums, yeah. <laughs> but on this one, it was just like um, it was just organic, really. It was you know the band laid it down, and then if there was you know specialist stuff like the the pedal steel or you know uh, two of our great friends are uh, two of the most fantastic Hammond players, which is John Baggett from Massive Attack and um, Portishead. Also in the Robert Plant, uh, Strange Sensation. No, yeah, Strange Sensation uh, band, and he, uh, and then Brother Paul Brown, who plays with the Waterboys and was with great blues artist Bobby Rush, and also with the most amazing soul singer that I've ever. Oh, I love her, Ann Peebles. So, oh. and I got to meet Ann Peebles through him. So it was just a sort of organic thing that the guests came on board. You know, um, we'd just be sitting. They, there. they were all kind of people with e with either been on mates, a they? yeah, we'd either been on a festival bill with them over the past thirty years, or or we jammed with them, or just all that kind of thing. All, all people that we keep in touch with. So it was. And, and through the years, everybody that just says, you know, you know, if you're doing another album, you yeah, know, I'd love to do a spot on it, it that kind of thing. <laughs> so we, well, that, like for instance, one of the guys on there that plays bass, uh, just on one song, we we just let him play on it because he just kept asking us. So, yeah, it's easy, me. and that and that came about when we did the 2018 tour of the USA and Canada. 
with um, uh, Paul Rogers, Jeff Beck, and Ann Wilson. Yeah. Uh, De- Deborah opened up the show, and then Deborah's band backed Paul Rogers for the whole tour. So we, we were Paul's band, Free Spirit. And, uh, but uh, Andy, the bass player... Andy was- Stoller. Andy Stoller, the bass player with Ann Wilson, was the bass player in Heart as well. So uh, we everybody on that on that bill of uh, Jeff Beck group, uh, Paul Rogers, Ann Wilson, all the Heart boys, and uh, Deborah. It was an amazing camaraderie. Everybody got on great, and and you had four sets of crew as well. So changing over really quickly between everybody just mucked in and helped each other, and <laughs> and, and everybody hung out together. So and they kept wanting to get up with us. So yeah, so that's so, so we, yeah, so we nearly <laughs> had every single person from that tour on the album, <laughs> but we we couldn't fit them in. Maybe over yeah, the next we had to keep saying no, no more. No. Maybe over the next ten years we'll fit everybody in. So we we better do another few albums. Album so we can get everybody in that wants to be on there. That's a great Jeff would <clears throat> Yeah, great, great situation to be in. Have people clamoring to, to be on your uh, tour. So, why don't you describe your tour? You kick off with Belgium, is it? And then the Netherlands? Yeah, we're off yeah. tomorrow. Um, we're, we're in Belgium and then uh, the What's Netherlands. The and then we're in the UK, then we're back to the UK and up and down, up, up into go. We end, it's the whole of the UK, yeah. and then and then we're of, back back to France another half a dozen times yeah, this year. Back in I think. Europe, yeah, uh, uh, that that is if the paperwork goes through. Okay, that's oh. uh, that's what I've been trying to get sorted because of mm. Brexit and COVID and everything. We've got ridiculous stringent new paperwork called carnets and stuff. That we've a lot of COVID. They've, they've just been calling it Carnet on the phone. Well, they would, because they're anti-France. <laughs> I'm calling it Carnet. <laughs> so, so you never know. We might not actually get out the door. <laughs> we will. We will. This is the first stop on your tour right here. We'll uh, be swimming that channel if we have to. Yeah, we'll start a little story on social media, get everybody all excited. Will they make it? Will they not? Will they? Ooh. <laughs> this is dense. Oh, crazy. But we're hoping... To- in Europe and, and, and UK, you know, for going out to concerts and that kind of thing, or how's that? What, 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 Has it opened up? Yes, up. yes, yeah, very much so here now. Um, but we just really hope we're, we're talking to um, a great agent at the moment about coming over to the States for, you know, late in the fall or possibly spring 2023. But, you know, I, I really want to get over there this year. So, yeah. you know, I that we'll, we'll be able to come out there because we were out there in 2000, as Pete said, on that tour in 2018, which was fantastic. We did the whole of uh, of, the, of America, and then we came back out in 2019, did the East Coast, and played um, the Cutting Room, which was fantastic. Oh, cutting Room, yeah, um, yeah. It was, we had such a great show, and then um, we went up to Daryl Hall's we place, Daryl's house. And uh, Woodstock, House. we did Woodstock, yeah, Lemon Elms. Yeah, so we got to see some great places. Oh, and Asby Park. Asby Park, yeah. we did the Wonder Bar in New Jersey. That was a, that was a cool hangout. That was with um, Terry Reid. Terry Reid, yeah, uh, it was oh, fantastic. Lemon Place with for Terry Reid as yeah. well. So yeah, we um, you know, and then we were all set to to put the album out and and Terry come back. Terry wanted to be in the album. We said no, Terry, we're full. Sorry. <laughs> 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 I was going to say that about Jeff Beck. Yeah, I don't yeah. Think oh, yeah. Jeff did a, he 
must. You but the, the thing is with Jeff you, Beck, if you asked him to play guitar, he'd say, "I'd rather change the oil in your tour bus." <laughs> <laughs> Why he's bored of playing? Why? <laughs> he's just such a mechanic and such a petrol head. Really? Oh, oh I didn't know that. Yeah, I saw oh, him. Yeah. He builds his own hot rods. <clears throat> oh, wow! Oh, I that. Well, I saw him. I tell the story a million times because I was in England in 1965 and saw the Yardbirds in the, I think it was the Ram Jam Club in So So. In 65. Yeah, 1965, and so was Jeff Beck, Eric Clapton, and they introduced Jimmy Page that night. So there was three of them on stage playing guitar with the Yardbirds at once: Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, and Eric Clapton. That was the time. I mean, what a time! And to you be were there, mate. Yeah, yeah, I was there on that. that, well, that you don't look over. Now you see, if I'd have said that, you would yeah. you would have said told me I was being sputtering yeah. him up or whatever. I, I know, yeah. what, but I was thinking. What moisturizer are you using, Migs? He's <laughs> using my lines. That it was I was embalming just, fluid, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. I thought, wait a minute, but, but, Well, Trace went to London too a few years later, and we, you know, we all went to down there to the Marquee and and saw yeah. as many groups as we could see. You know, I saw the move wow. and as um, Chandler's. Uh, Threatened to castrate me. <laughs> he did. It's another story. Chandler. Oh. Wow. So well, I don't know what you guys are drinking, but the water must be pretty cool there. You you really don't look like you were, you know, uh, old enough to be there. Uh, well, thank you. I'm 76. Trace is a lot younger. But... You're what? <laughs> 76. Wow. Oh, well, you! My goodness! So you you got the I, best of, I, of the I music, what, the I, best of the times. Yeah, I know what wow. it is. M Miggs has got a, a painting fr from his uh, from the, his artist in the attic. He's oh. himself up in the attic, hasn't he? That's what Miggs. Oh, Dorian Gray. Yeah. You say, yeah, I'll buy your Albert King painting, but I want you to do one <laughs> of it as well. Isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Well. Well, way to go! You look fantastic, both of you. So, so Peter, what about your guitar lineage? How, when did you start playing, and what what, what got you to this point? In a not sure. uh, probably about uh, probably about seven years old, I think. I'll <laughs> I was about to say probably about fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I haven't, I haven't touched He's been it playing today all yet. day. <laughs> Let's see. If we can get it. How does that work? Oh, oh, there, there we go. go. All right. I know, probably about seven years old. My uncle was uh, three years older than me, and he got a guitar. So anything he got, being so close in age, I had to get the same thing. So, so I got that, and uh, the pair of us sat and tried to work out songs, which were from his big sisters, my aunts, and stuff. So it would be the Beatles, Free, Bad Company, yeah, uh, all that kind of stuff. And then we get into like uh, Bowie, and then Eddie Cochran, and Chuck. Berry. So we go backwards and forwards in what we listen to and what we, as we learned a bit more, we go a bit, as we find out our heroes like these people from the 50s or the 40s, and we'd listen to those people. So it's a, it's a bit of a mishmash of how you actually got into the stuff the wrong way around or too late in the day. And you just uh, played the vinyl record and you lifted the needle on and off and tried to copy it on your guitar. Mm. And, uh, you know, by the time we were about 10 or 11, we were trying to uh, play as a band, you know, and then uh, so, <laughs> it's a, yeah, I can remember them taking me out of school age 14 or something to play down in Dublin. 
and it was that. And I think my mother had to keep it secret from my father because we went. He wouldn't have allowed that, me to go off with a bunch of 18, 19-year-olds. I think I might have been 13. But, uh, so, yeah, so yeah, a pretty early age. I guess you sort of soak it up like a sponge in your head. You, you learn so much easier when you're that age. Were you in Belfast during all that? Up, Have you seen the movie Belfast? Have you... I haven't seen it yet. I've heard mixed reports. Hmm. Um, so uh, I'm... I'm quite optimistic that I might enjoy it, but I've, I've heard some people from Belfast say terrible things about it. Oh. As, well, as Belfast people do, they just go, nah, rubbish. That's crap. <laughs> <laughs> that, that mob needs to take a fanzik. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you pick the music? I don't know where he grew up, but it wasn't Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am. I might look at it with a bit more of an open mind than, my, than so. my pals from home. I think <laughs> yeah. so. It looks, I mean, it looks good. And Kenneth Branagh is just amazing. Well, he's a pretty cool him. guy. I like everything else he does. So, yeah. uh, so I, want, I want to like it. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's masterful as act, at acting. Yeah. 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 So how did so. you come to the collection of songs that you do in this album? How, what was the process? Did you both come up with lists and go yes and no and all this? How did that work? Um, really, it was about 100 songs all came together from about three different friends. One was a friend of ours not far from you in um, Princeton, uh, Gary Nesbitt, who was helping us out over in America uh, not that long ago. And uh, he was like a walking jukebox, you know, he's just got so many great things and, and knew how we played and uh, sang and da 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 So he sent some. Then we had another friend, uh, Roy Williams, a dear friend that I've known nearly all my life, sound engineer for years and years and years for Robert Plant for his solo career. And so Roy sent me loads and loads of songs and then Robert sent me some. So, um, and then there was the stuff that I picked. So um, you didn't get to pick anything, did you? No, I didn't. I just had to play songs by women that Robert Plant had squeezed. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently that's, that's a big list. That's a big Apparently that's the blues. It, it's all about squeezing. Yeah, but it's somebody else's squeeze. You're supposed to squeeze your own. Yeah, it's sloppy seconds. <laughs> oh, Shut up. You've got to go back to rehearsal. <laughs> terrible. Um, so, yeah, so all the songs came together, and, um, and it was quite easy. I, I got about 100, and then it was mm. quite easy to whittle them down just because I know the band so well, and I know... What we can do and what. Yeah, so any do. that had more than two chords, you went off oh, the band and we stopped. <laughs> <laughs> You're really on it today, okay, aren't you? Awesome. <laughs> so, no, you guys I, get along so well, right? I just. Um, I've got the bruises. <laughs> oh, you, just, <laughs> you will have in a minute. I'm going to set yeah. the dog on you. Um, so I just, um, you know, went through. I just know what these guys, you know, we've been together. And play. We've we've been together thirty-one years, and huh? probably playing in a band for thirty years. This could be my blues album. <laughs> yeah. My bitch done beat me up and set a dog on me. Well, there you go. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Off you go. Um, so yeah, it, 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 I know where they, what they, 
really what they can take on and how far we can go and where they're comfortable and where I'm comfortable. So it wasn't that difficult to to narrow the songs down, really. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, and it was great. I mean, there's some fantastic stuff on there. The, the one that did freak him out was your, your man behind you, you know, the, the Albert King song. Yeah. Um, that, that freaked me out almost as much as going on stage after Jeff Beck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a fantastic solo. I mean, I encourage people to... I just, you know, you downloaded the song or the album, whatever, but yeah, your, your guitar work. Well, that's what, you know, I just thought <laughs> I needed something on that album that just brought it up tempo. I just wanted it because when, when we play live, it's such I, a... I think it just shuts out the people and say, hey, this is a... This is a blues record with a well. It's a live a, band too. I mean, when, a, when we with a live band having a having a good old play. When so when I we think it kind of gives that kind of when we play live message. And what, once we get over our fear about sort of playing Albert, aren't we supposed to be rehearsing? I am supposed to. Be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get this out. Can't get him off screen here. <laughs> Look at him. I mean, now he's like, oh yeah, he's. he's Got the uh, whole story. I'm going to take my purse and go. <laughs> <laughs> Your man, man purse. Um, no, please stay. The, the thing, <laughs> the pink. Yeah, it's nice color, Pete. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, uh, we, um, it was just you know live as a band. Live, we it's a real kick butt band. You know, it really does step up and. I just felt that everything was just a little, uh, you know, mid-range. So I just wanted something that Pete could really go at. But you didn't, you didn't thank me, did you? Because it's Albert King. You know, how do you, how do you tackle an Albert King song? You, you can't copy it. I didn't want to copy any of the songs because, you know, they've done it the best. So you've got to bring your stuff. I, to I it. think when I got my head around it, I think I just played in the spirit, you know. Yeah, the, 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 you the, played you. Um, yeah, and we I changed played me the... in the spirit of going for it, like Albert played him himself yeah. going in the spirit yeah, yeah, of yeah. Albert. So uh, yeah. that's so, that's what this whole album's so about, that... about taking those songs and um, doing it our way, but with total respect and keeping an mm. eye on that respect. For the original artist, you know. So um, you really want, want to be true to it, you have to clean the windows on your tour bus, you know. <laughs> and do you know who does that? Doing, he really does do that. He's been. I've been doing that all week. He's been cleaning our tour bus ready for tomorrow. That is no lie. Yeah. That's what Albert yeah. did. No shame in that. That's what Albert yeah. did. Yeah. And a, a mouse got into it during lockdown and ate all the snacks that we left did in there. From, up, from the tour that got cancelled, all the snacks were still in there, oh. feeding the mice for two years. And they were having a little party. Yeah, so they had a scoop party, yeah. Got their guitars and their harmonicas. Cleaned, cleaned the windows and scooped up the mouse shit. <laughs> That's funny. So, so our listeners are going to, we have to ask you about Led Zeppelin, you know, before yeah. we end the show. So, Deborah, I don't know what the kind of question to really honestly specifically ask, but... Okay, when they were making, they were when, when they were huge. I guess that was in, in the beginning, in the seventies. I guess decades. Yeah. Yeah. What was? How did that like um, affect you? What was you know? Did you, you know, your first did you go to their shows? Your, a lot of your birthday parties. <laughs> well, well, it, it you know, guys. Uh, I'll shoot off back to the, the other guys. Are sort of standing there in the studio, so. Can I say goodbye and 
thanks a lot. And th hello, all the listeners and stuff. And, uh, hope to get over there to New York State to see you guys. Hope you okay. do. Thank you very much. Thank you. And, uh, there's some beers and uh, see that picture up close to see if it is the tobacco stain from... I think it was uh, a gold tooth, you know. I think it's from Albert's pipe. Okay. okay. I'm going to look into that. Thank you. <laughs> Can you send us a, clo a close-up of that? Just sure. the, the tooth. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Bye. Hey, Trace. Great to meet you. Yep. Thank now. you. Uh, Go do some work. Oh, oh, <laughs> and don't make any mistakes. <laughs> get up. Get up. <laughs> so, the they turn into a dog. Domestic <laughs> bliss at, at work. Um, yeah. so what was Led Zeppelin? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, uh, when I was six, um, both John and uh, Robert, I think that they had just had the call, or Robert had come around as, to see if John would join, and they'd had the call from Peter Grant. And I had a sixth birthday party, so the pair of them played at it. <laughs> and you had these, all my little friends. Oh. They were playing the greatest music. So for me, I've just, you know, all I've known is this type of music. And, and then it's, it's grown from, you know, what John would play and my other brother Michael would play. So I got into the Motown and the soul and, and the uh, deep blues and then all the West Coast and Hendrix and everything. Um, so, you know, my little friends would be there and they're like thinking, what on earth is this? <laughs> you know, they're six years old and I'm going, come on, let's dance, let's dance. <laughs> um, so it, it just, you know, it didn't really dawn on me until later. And I think um, when I went to Earl's Court in 75 would be really when it dawned on me because I first saw them um, in the late 60s as well, um, at or the early 70s. But it was, I saw them a couple of times early on when I was very young. And, I, it, you know, it was a game changer for me because I just sort of sat there and it was like being transported to another world. So and I was this little kid thinking, oh, my goodness. And I almost forgot that it was my brother on stage. Mm. And then, you know, then it would dawn on me that it was. So... So I saw them play to, you know, 2,000 people and then fast forward and it were at, uh, um, we're at uh, Earl's Court and they've sold out five nights and it was absolutely phenomenal, you know. I mean, it was really, it was really great. But, you know, a lot of my girlfriends at school and everything, you know, you've got to remember that, Zeppelin were huge in America. They were big in the UK as well, you know, there's no two ways about that. But it wasn't mainstream it being played on the radio every day. Oh. So David Cassidy probably was, and the Osmonds, you know, so a lot of my girlfriends or the Jacksons, you know, so they were all playing that. And, of course, I'm, like, playing Led Zeppelin to them, you know, and going, yeah, but Led Zeppelin, my brother's in them, you know. Oh, um, and then, of course, I saw them at um, at Nebworth and 100,000 people, you know, like, it was just phenomenal. It was just, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, you see, John, he, he, away from Led Zeppelin touring, John was a real 
family guy, you know, mm. we, it, every weekend there would be some sort of family party get together and the jukebox would go on. He had this big jukebox in the corner of the room and then a, a drum kit set up. So he, he would then start playing to various songs on the drum kit and then he'd get, he'd had enough of that. So he dragged Jason out who was, you know, from the age of Dot, Jason was like, come on, get up, get on that drum kit. So, oh, so there was Jason playing away while we were all dancing, you know. So it was a really lovely, lovely um, uh, family upbringing, you know. It really was. We were all very close. So it was very different to whatever the, the side of... Uh, Led Zeppelin and touring, and, yeah. and of course it, it should be because uh, you know family life and home life is a completely different ball game. Were you aware of the the demons that were sort of chasing him? I mean, it, it's so tragic. You know, he's top of the world. I mean, the best drummer considered the best drummer ever. You know. You know, I don't tend to think about it because yeah. uh, it's it's it can be just a bit too heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it doesn't go away. I'll, I'll tell you that it doesn't go away. Mm. And um, you know, sometimes it can be like picking a scab, and mm. and I have to just go, you know, because you know, life life does move on, and you've got to keep going. And um, you know, whatever whatever happened, whatever has happened, well, it, you know, that was it. There's nothing that I can do. Or, mm. That uh -huh. we sort out now, you know. On a brighter, what? How's Jason? Doing? What's what's he, he playing? And well, he's great. I mean, Jason. Jason. Uh, he's got his his life going really, really well. He's um, he's doing great. He's he's uh, got his own Led Zeppelin uh, evening. I think he called it. Um, it's Led Zeppelin evening, and it's fantastic. And you know, if anybody's going to do Led Zeppelin, yeah. Yeah, it should be him because he, he, you know, his playing is just phenomenal. It, it, Jason's got his own style as well. So when he plays with Sammy Hagar in the circle, yeah. which is a great, great band, and Sam is a beautiful man, uh, Jason plays as Jason, you know. And, and I noticed with the, the Led Zeppelin stuff, He'll he'll add in Jason in there as well, which is a great thing, you know, because he's just a phenomenal drummer. Um, so he's yeah, he's he's just constantly busy and um, and he, playing, he and he's really well. I was surprised. So, I looked into this. I thought, oh, Jason, he's probably thirty years old. He's fifty-five years old. Really? No, he's fifty-five. Yeah, Jason and I grew up closer age than than myself oh. and John and Michael. John was yeah. fourteen years older than me. And Michael was two, uh, 12 years older. So John and Michael were, were you know, very tight in, 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 in brothers and um, in age. And I was the kid sister. So, and I, did they treat me like the kid sister? Yes. <laughs> you know, I was the baby sister. Um, so I could never get away with anything, really. <laughs> so Jason, has, is it, does he have a drummer? Is there like a third level, you know, another... Uh, is there another bottom in the works there? <laughs> <laughs> the bottom drummer in the I, think, I think there is. I, I know that um, Jason's son, Jagger, is is doing music now. Oh, oh, wow. And he's great. And Jagger has a scary, scary resemblance to his dad, uh, his grandfather, rather, oh. when John was young. He looks very like John when John was young. 
you know, sometimes I look at him and I'm like, oh, whoo, you know, looks mm. just like John. And so, yeah, he's doing his music. He's songwriting. He's, it's very sort of today's music. It's sort of rap, pop, you know, um, mm. but it's great. Yeah, no, so he's, he's busy doing that and, and he looks, he looks incredible. So, yeah, yeah, the, the, it continues on. Do you have other siblings that, that other siblings? No, just John and Michael, and, and unfortunately, both of them have gone. Oh. So, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm close to Jason, and I've got my nieces and nephews, John's daughter, Zoe, I'm very close to, Michael's two, James and Emma, I'm very close to. So, you know, we've always stayed tight, you know, no matter, no matter what. I mean, when, when it all sort of happened and the world sort of paved in for us all as a family, um, we've stayed tight, you know, so, so that's good. We're all there for each other. Well, we want to thank you. We're out of time, and we just encourage everybody to, you're not coming to the U.S. for this tour, but it's the Bonham Bullock uh, album, and uh, the single is Can't You See What You're Doing to Me? And it's uh, you can find yeah. it on iTunes. iTunes, yep, anywhere. Yeah, Amazon, Spotify, it's everywhere, yeah. Everywhere. It's everywhere. But we will be out there. We're going to be there, you know, the end of this year, in the fall, definitely. We're going to oh, make great. that happen. Oh. Just like we're going to make this channel crossing tomorrow happen. I'll sign the papers if you need us. No, but... thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thanks so much for doing this. And thanks, Peter. Thank you. And thank you for having us on your show and to all your listeners. You know, thank you very much. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.